Welcome to the New Manager Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Nickel. Hello and welcome. I'm glad that you're here. I hope you're doing well. And I wanted to start today by sharing a little story. I was talking with one of my clients and she said to me, you know, as I'm thinking about stepping up into a higher level leadership role and managing people, I have this idea that maybe a lot of managing people is about dealing with a lot of emotions. (laughs) And I kind of laughed because I thought, yeah, that's very well put. (laughs) A lot of managing people means that you're dealing with more emotions, your own emotions, the emotions of the people that are on your team, the emotions of your managers and the higher level people that you now have perspective on, the emotions of cross-functional teams and what they want from your team and when. So I thought it was beautifully put. I wanted to share it with you. And it reminded me too that, okay, actually, let me pause. Let me back up a little bit. So this is the new manager podcast. I started this podcast for my students back in, you know, 2017 when I first started teaching this new manager class and I wanted to provide like an audio library of resources for continuous learning for my students. And so you might think that because I'm the host of the new manager podcast and because I'm a coach, you might think that I only coach people around management and leadership and That's actually not true. I am a general life coach. And what that means is I coach my clients on all the things. And the clients who come to me for leadership coaching, we always get into life stuff because who you are as a person, including your past, your experience now in the present with your current life, all of that influences the decisions you make as a leader and the way that you think about leadership and the decisions and the choices that you make when you're faced with problems, opportunities, all of the normal stuff at work. And I will also tell you that the people who come to me for straight life coaching, you know, they say I'm at a place in my life where I want someone to professionally help me navigate through all the things. We always end up talking about work because our work is such a big part of our life, not just in terms of how much time in the day or in the week that you spend in work, but also our internal sense of identity. Oh my gosh, sometimes our sense of who we are and how we are valued is so wrapped up in our work experience our sense of confidence, our sense of belief in what is possible for us, all of that connects with our work. And so in the coaching that I do, I'm always welcoming all of the things, work, personal, like I don't really see them as that distinct. I think of work as the venue in your life where you human, with other humans. It's simply a venue. It's simply a place that you live and you know you have thoughts about that and you have dreams about that and you've got probably some past pain and scars from bad experiences you've had and you know it like it all is connected. And so I share that because 
I was thinking today with all of the clients that I work with, what is the real heart of the work that we do together? And honestly, it's about identifying the real problem. And what I mean by that is, I might have a client come to me and say, okay, I'm having some problems with this person on my team and they have a story about what is going wrong and why it's difficult and why it's a problem. And the initial thought might be, this person on my team is a problem. But what happens is that we investigate that, let's explore the story, let's understand more about you know, what's going on and why, what makes it problematic and what's happening here. And sometimes what ends up happening is we discover, well, the real problem in this situation is that you have a really hard time setting boundaries or that you have a really hard time letting go of control because you're afraid that they'll do it wrong or that you have a really hard time being clear and direct or that right now the actual real problem is that you're struggling with your childcare situation and so you're feeling really distracted, you're feeling guilt about being a bad parent and as a result there's just less energy available to manage this person effectively and if we solve for the guilt and help you find a solution to the childcare issue and how you're thinking about that, then you actually show up at work so much more calm, so much more clear, so much more confident in your ability to be clear and direct and to communicate effectively with this other person and then that changes everything. Sometimes the actual problem is some kind of process issue so you might be thinking oh this person at work oh they're such a problem they're not they're not doing this correctly and as we explore and start to understand what's happening and why and like where is this coming from and and what is it that makes this problematic what you might discover is the issue is not the person but actually the process and the systems that are happening around that person So maybe there is some kind of gap in onboarding and they're not getting the information they need when they need it. And so they, you know, do this thing and it turns out badly. But when we understand what is the real problem we need to solve for, a couple things happen. Number one, there's usually a sense of relief, like the pressure that you're feeling to solve for this starts to lift because you realize, oh, I hadn't looked at it that way. And now that I'm looking at it in this different way, I can see a path forward. So it it starts to feel easier. You see that more is possible. You stop blaming. Either you stop blaming yourself or you stop blaming somebody else. But I found it's fascinating that any kind of blame, whether you're blaming somebody else or whether you're blaming yourself, either direction it is exhausting it takes so much energy it takes your time and as a side note this is why venting it feels good in the moment but then it just feels draining again because if you're only venting you're simply adding energy to the story 
You're making the problem feel bigger and more vivid and more clear, but it doesn't provide you with a path forward. And so it can end up just you know, leaving you more stuck without any idea of what to do differently or how to approach this differently. So in coaching, and I talked about this a bit last episode, right? Like part of the work is let's understand what's really going on with you and the situation you're facing. How can we look at this in a way that provides more clarity and that path forward? So it's not just venting and adding to the story. Another example of why it's important to identify the problem, and when you are in a leadership role, this can also get tricky because there will be plenty of people who agree with you when you say, oh, I have this problem on my team and this one person is just really underperforming. And if you're only looking at it through that one lens, then you are going to miss all the other possible solutions available to you. Another way to say this is the way you define the problem will define the solutions that are available. And when you start to look at it through a few different angles, when you begin to ask what else could be going on here, what is this really about? That opens up possibility. It creates new ideas and new solutions. And that changes everything because when you learn how to do that, then you know that any challenge or any problem you face in the outside world, you have the preparation inside of you. You have the tools, the ideas, the perspectives inside. You have the resources to address anything, even the problems you haven't even thought of yet. When you know to ask, how else can I look at this? What is the real problem here? I was chatting with a friend and they were telling me how they had really struggled with their manager and had felt really bad, like they weren't doing a good enough job. They were frustrated that their manager didn't recognize their strengths and it just felt stuck. Like the manager wasn't changing and my friend couldn't figure out what to do to change. And then my friend talked to a coach and the coach said, you need to get a new manager. (laughs) Let's solve this. The problem is not, you know, what the manager is doing. The problem is, why are you staying with a manager that doesn't recognize your strengths and isn't able to support you? And it was so amazing seeing my friend's expression change and she just lit up and she said, of course, that's what I need to do. I need to find a new manager. And she ended up staying in the same company, but finding a different position and a different manager. And that little mindset change, I thought, oh, that is exactly it. And I'm so glad she had someone to help her to see that clearly. Because often we're so convinced of what we know and what we see that we stop looking. We stop looking for other possibilities. We stop looking at other angles, different ways of looking at a problem because we become so attached to our story about what the problem is. And when you realize, okay, I can look at this differently, then maybe the real issue is your sense of confidence, 
your idea about what's possible. Maybe it's about a fear of asking for something and feeling like you can't. And I, I like to think about this sometimes as like every problem has an outside part and an inside part. So if you're driving and there's traffic and you're going to be late, the outside part of this problem is that there is traffic and so you're not able to drive as fast as you thought you could and you're looking at the clock and you're realizing I'm going to be late for this appointment. That's the outside problem. The inside part of the problem is what you decide to do about it and how it makes you feel. So if you start thinking really angry thoughts about everybody else, that is an inside problem. <laughs> that is like the inside part of that. You losing your temper and feeling angry. That is about what you're thinking about yourself and about these other people. That's an inside problem. Because you could also be in that same situation and on the inside you could think, oh, all right, so maybe there's an accident or something. You know, there's just a lot of people on the road right now and I hadn't accounted for that. So here's what I'm going to do instead. I'll simply, you know, call and let them know that I'm running late. Or I will simply enjoy listening to the rest of this podcast instead of knowing they'll have to cut it off. The way that you decide to think about it and feel about it, that is the part that you get to have so much more control over. If instead you think, oh, what's wrong with me? Why didn't I check the traffic before I left? I always do this. Why can't I figure this out? If you go to beat up on yourself and turn a very unkind look to yourself, number one, realize that is optional. That is not a required perspective. And number two, realize you can change that if you want to. And this is what I love, right? Because if you can learn to distinguish between the outside part of the problem and the inside part of the problem, you always know how to work with your internal resources, how to look to your own thinking, your own emotions, your own perspective. When you start to identify what's the real problem here, things change in the most incredible ways. So that is what I wanted to leave you with. Um, and maybe actually this final note too. Here's a way to apply this in your own life. Be really honest with yourself. Whenever you're facing a problem, give yourself permission. Like if you like to journal, write it all down, but write out the story of what the problem is and be as honest and judgmental and unkind as you want. You just wanna be truthful about how you're seeing things in this moment. Then once you get that story out of you where you can see it on paper, then take a step back and ask yourself, what's the real problem here? I'll give you a short example. Last year I was working on a project and I had to request from somebody else in the organization, their approval for this you know, thing that I wanted to do in the project. And I requested it and they said no. I was so angry. <laughs> I was so frustrated. And I had to slow down for a moment and I wrote down, okay, what do I really think about this person? 
and I wrote down, they're being difficult, they're short-sighted, they don't understand, uh, you know, they don't value me, they don't value this project. I wrote down all of the things about them that I was projecting onto them and it felt really good in the moment. That was kind of the venting part. I'm gonna be really honest about all the thoughts I have about this person and you know they are the problem. They should have said yes to my request. I was very thoughtful in my request. I told them exactly what they needed and they still de- declined to approve it. You know, how dare they? <laughs> like they're, they're I was really I just want to be honest with you. Like it was not my best moment. But I wrote that all down and then I took a step back and I asked myself, "Okay, so Kim, What's the real problem here? And when I asked myself that question and I looked at everything I wrote, what I realized was the problem was I thought they should have said yes. If I go to this trouble to prepare a very thoughtful proposal and I put it forward to them in what I thought was the right way, then they should approve of my request and I should get my way. Like that was it. My inner thought was the problem is I should get my way because I did it right. And once I saw that, all the anger dissipated. All the frustration, like in my body, it felt like there was a tight fist and I was just feeling so angry about this person. And all of a sudden, I felt this relief and just a softening through my shoulders and my neck. And I thought, oh, that's why I'm mad is because I want to get my way. <laughs> like it's very simple. And I feel very justified that I should get my way because in my mind, I did everything right. And I think this is a real blind spot for a lot of us who are good at school, who are good at, you know, like following the rules in order to get the outcome that we want, because we have such an attachment to an idea about how things are supposed to go. And then when someone else does something that we're not expecting, it feels like a personal attack or like we've been personally let down and that things are all all of a sudden now, everything is wrong and this other person is messing up. I wouldn't have been able to see that at the outset. It really required me slowing down, writing out all the real reasons why I thought this was a problem and why I was angry so that I could then see, oh, this is what's happening. And I realized, oh yeah, That's actually not how things happen. That's not the way the world works. There could be so many reasons that this person denied my request that actually has nothing to do with me. And I'm taking it really personally. And I share this because we do this all the time and often we don't even realize it because it seems so true. It's really hard to see that for ourselves in the moment. And that's also why when my client initially mentioned to me, oh, I think managing people is a lot about dealing with emotions. I kind of smiled and laughed because the answer is yes. (laughs) Humans are emotional creatures. And the more that you can work with and understand 
what's behind your emotions and the thinking that is driving those emotions and those actions and those choices, the better prepared you are to deal with whatever comes your way. So that's what I wanted to share with you today. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you next time. When you're more effective at work, you're happier in your life. And when you're happier in your life, you're more effective at work. I can help. Go to my website, kimnickel.com and sign up for a coaching consult. It can get better.